On this day 187 years ago, German surgeon Ernst von Bergmann was born. He was the first physician known to sterilize his surgical instruments, greatly reducing the risk of post-operative infection. Cheers to you, Ernst, and clean scalpels everywhere. This is Pulse Check. I'm Grace Scullion. The White House will once again offer free COVID tests for mail order. The program had been paused since early September, but had previously been used by Americans to order more than 600 million at-home tests. Public health officials fear a winter surge and hope the at-home tests can mitigate spread in the face of rising case counts and deaths. A Senate investigation into the accessibility of government agencies resulted in accusations that the Department of Veterans Affairs is failing people with disabilities. The investigation came out of the aging committee chaired by Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey. The committee is now calling on Congress to beef up enforcement mechanisms, collect more data, and increase funding to solve the problem. As many as 100,000 nurses went on a 12-hour strike in the UK on Thursday to demand better pay and higher staffing standards. The strike comes after record levels of nurses quit during the pandemic, citing understaffing, bad pay, and poor conditions. And Catherine Foley is here to talk e-cigarettes. Thank you so much for having me. So on Thursday, you published an article about some memos that Logic, an e-cigarette maker, sent to an appeals court. What were the memos about? We have to step back to October for, like, the full context. And basically what happened is... In October, the FDA's tobacco regulatory office, the Center for Tobacco Products, told Logic that it could not sell its menthol capsules for its vapes, which it had already allowed on the market. So Logic has these e-cigarette products that, you know, you can insert different like pods into, basically. They call them capsules. And Logic was cleared to sell its tobacco-flavored pods, but then its menthol-flavored pods were rejected. And this was a big deal because these were the first menthol products of any kind, like e-cigarette products specifically, to get denied after the scientific review. So Logic appealed the decision in November, and the appeals court of the Third Circuit said, okay, we'll, we'll grant you. They asked for a stay, and the appeals court said, sure, you can have a stay. So you can still buy those products on the market right now because everything is in legal limbo. But what Logic ended up filing this week to the appeals court were some documents from FDA that became available, I think, as early as last week. And these documents were memos from the Office of Science in the Center of Tobacco Products and the Office of the Center Director. And they were sent out to FDA staffers the day before FDA denied their menthol products. And Logic is arguing that, based on these memos, it looks like... FDA was ready to authorize these menthol-flavored capsules, but then after discussions with a new director of the Center for Tobacco Products, Brian King, who we've talked about on this podcast before, it looks like he influenced them to, uh, you know, deny these menthol products after all. Now, if you read the actual text of the memos, it's not clear that that's what happened. It looks like there was some question about the robustness of the data within the application. But the Office of Science was originally leaning one way and then after discussions with the Office of the Center Director decided to lean another way. So it'll be interesting to see how a judge views these new documents. Okay. And where's the FDA with regulating e-cigarettes overall? 
And what does the flavored aspect have to do with it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. So um, if you've ever felt bad about being behind on a deadline, don't worry. The Center for Tobacco Products probably has you beat. They were supposed to be done regulating all of these e-cigarette products, most e-cigarette products, I should say, and I'll get into that in a bit, by September of 2021. And they're mostly done. They've gone through like the vast majority of applications, but they're still reviewing applications for e-cigarette products that make up like the majority of the market share. And we've seen loads of other drama with this regulatory process as some of these major companies have received marketing denial orders. And, you know, in the case of Juul, FDA actually took it back and said, never mind, we're still considering it. And, you know, now Juul is also taking FDA to court over these decisions. So with Logic's case, this was the first time a menthol-flavored e-cigarette was rejected. And that's a big deal because while FDA is trying to regulate e-cigarettes, it's also finalizing a rule that would ban all menthol cigarettes. And so there's some concern that if FDA makes all menthol cigarettes illegal, then people who use those cigarettes won't have a safer alternative if they get denied. So with the decision to deny Logic's menthol cigarette pods, FDA basically said there's some evidence that menthol cigarette smokers might choose to go to a menthol e-cigarette, but there isn't a ton. And there's evidence that kids and other minors might pick up these flavored menthol pods. There's that risk, right? And in this case, the risk doesn't outweigh the benefits considering we already have some tobacco e-cigarettes on the market. There just isn't enough data that says these will definitely benefit adult smokers. That's sort of where we are with the flavored aspect of all that. We'll be right back. On the flavored tobacco products. The other big story is that California has a new law that's totally banned flavored tobacco products. How does that tie into this new story? In this past election, California voters came out and overwhelmingly voted to uphold a law that would ban all flavored tobacco products. And this includes menthol cigarettes. So R.J. Reynolds, which makes uh, Newport cigarettes, makes up about Menthol cigarettes in general make about 30 percent of cigarette sales, and R.J. Reynolds Newports are, are some of the most popular ones, right? So R.J. Reynolds actually took this case all the way up to the Supreme Court to ask them to issue an emergency stay while, you know, they're trying to stop the state of California from putting in this ban. But there's no case in which courts have sided with tobacco companies. California has 160 jurisdictions that have banned flavored tobacco products. And, and this is really no different. What R.J. Reynolds is saying, though, is that by coming up with this ban, California is creating a de facto product standard, which is a fancy way of saying like a category ban, which is something that only the FDA can do. But as I said before, the FDA is also working on this essentially category ban that would that would cover all menthol cigarettes in the United States. So that's sort of where we are with that. And I think we would expect to see that coming up in probably May 2023 or late April, because that's sort of been the timeline that we've seen with the proposed rule and the thinking about the proposed rule, which is, you know, that lovely, lengthy rulemaking process we have at FDA. Mm -hmm. So could we see 
a total ban on menthol and flavored tobacco products next year? That's a great question. I can tell you that in California, as of December 21st, at the latest, flavored tobacco products, aside from hookah and lo- some loose leaf tobacco, will no longer be allowed. So it's already happening in some places, and, and other jurisdictions across the country have already banned certain flavors of uh, tobacco products. I would say we'll probably see a ban on menthol cigarettes come into play or at least be a finalized rule in 2023. Now, maybe tobacco companies will sue the agency and put that all in legal limbo so these products will still be on the market. As far as like other flavored products, FDA hasn't yet proposed that they want to ban on all of those. But the way that they are rejecting or denying certain flavored e-cigarette applications you know, you could make the argument, and I'm sure e-cigarette manufacturers will make the argument, that FDA is basically banning flavored products entirely. Whereas FDA says, no, 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 we are only authorizing products that are what they call appropriate for the protection of public health. So potentially beneficial to adult smokers and not a risk for youth smokers, in other words. Thank you so much for walking me through that. Welcome. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Rees is our producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Rez, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Grace Scullion. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.